Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. guys, this is definitely for you if you are a nonprofit leader, volunteer, professional, aspiring freelance grant writer, nonprofit consultant, or even a seasoned one. All right, guys, so we are here to solve your grant writing and funding questions. Now, a question I often get is, how do I manage grants? And that might be looking at how do you actually manage deadlines so you're not waking up in the middle of the night thinking, oh my gosh, did I actually, did I make the deadline? (laughs) (laughs) to submit a grant? Was that today or is that next week, right? Those things that keep you up at night. Um, Or even when your clients, you know, a year later they call you and they say, oh my gosh, do you have a copy of the grant that we submitted? Um, You know, because they're always losing that. I can't tell you how many times I've had my clients follow up with me a year or so later asking for the final application of the grant and all the attachments um, because they have lost it. There's been turnover potentially at their nonprofit, et cetera, and they're looking for it. So ways to actually manage the grants, and this is different than grant management after the grant has been awarded and you're working with the program funding source, um, et cetera, to actually you know, submit programmatic and fiscal reports. This is more about how do you manage all of the deadlines? How do you manage your clients? How do you actually, you know, do that as a freelancer? Well, here today to solve that issue is Rachel Waterman. And she's gonna talk about her GEMS software, which does just that. It manages all of those deadlines, all of your clients, etc., and gives you a professional look, right? Um, so we're gonna talk about that, but we're also gonna talk about just how she operates her freelance grant writing business as well. And, you know, she's been doing this for years and she really shares a lot of tips with us and just that you are going to be able to relate to this if you're a nonprofit leader as well on how to work with consultants. Um, And if you're an aspiring or seasoned freelancer, this is a great, great episode for you. Another thing Rachel provides for you today is $100 off her GEMS software. So her grant management software. So you're definitely going to love this. Um, but it's only good until the end of April 2021. So you definitely want to jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 165 to grab that coupon. Once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 165 to get a coupon of $100 off the GEM software um, if you get that before April 30th. You also get a trial as well, which is really cool. So you can definitely check it out there. Before we get started today, I also want to introduce something new we are doing here at Grant Writing and Funding. So we wanted to make sure that we get the book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, in more hands. This book has been uh, number one in 14 categories on Amazon, and it's done really, really well. And I know a lot of you guys out there have it, but it's also used in universities across the nation, um, and it's a really good tool for nonprofits as well. So what do we want to do is go ahead and make a little competition. So every month, I want to give away a hard copy or e-copy, up to you, of the book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. Now, how you can win this book 
is if you leave a review on iTunes. All right, guys. So leave a review for this podcast. Um, So if you're out there and you're listening and you've been an avid listener for a long time and you have not yet left a review, please do. And once you leave a review, you can just take a snapshot and send it over to me. And then you will be entered into the raffle for the month. And then I'll send you a book. So you can either pick if you want an e-copy or if you want a hard copy. All right, guys. So um, all you have to do is jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash podcast dash review. So very simple. Grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash podcast dash review review. So you're not spelling out the word dash, you're just making a little dash. It's a little hyphen there. So that's all you have to do. Very, very quick, very, very simple, and you will get entered in to win a copy of the Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. So let's go ahead and listen to Rachel today. And side note, I do read her bio, but I just, I'm totally like geeking out. Like she was a mayor in Florida, like in a town in Florida. So cool. She's got a robust background. She's going to give you the absolute best today. And her contagious personality, that is full of joy and excitement is just going to get you giggling today. All right, guys, I will see you at the end. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I am so excited today. I have with me a special guest, Miss Rachel Waterman from Global Development Solutions, gdsgrants.com. Welcome, Rachel, to the show. We were like chatting in the green room before we, yes, we were chatting in the green room before we started. And I'm like, I love your energy. We're so like similar. This is going to be fun. (laughs) I didn't bring any popcorn. We'll have to do this again. (laughs) But thank you so much, Rachel, for coming to the show today. We're super excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I reached out to you a while ago. I've been looking at you on LinkedIn. I've been stalking you on LinkedIn. All right. Let's be real and checking out what you guys have been doing. And I really love it. And I was like, man, she's like hiding. I was like, you know, you really a lot you can bring to the listeners on this show. Like a lot of the things that you have, a lot of your products and services and just the way you deliver your branding and messaging, I think is really unique. So I definitely am excited to have you here. And we're definitely going to delve into grant management. Which, ooh. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> which a lot of you guys have been asking me about out there. You know, we talk about grant research sometimes, but grant management, how do I manage those grants? How do I manage product products or projects? And we were talking before we got on the show and you're like, I'm a systems geek. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> so, this is really good. Cause my go-to is usually like, I use Asana and Excel. So I'm really excited to hear something. Oh my God, don't I'm even say the E word. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get, we're going to get a little more sophisticated, a little bougie. In yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Unless so you what? like the night sweats. If you like the night sweats, stick with the E word. But uh, yeah. if you don't yeah. want to wake yeah. up freaking out in the middle of the night, if you miss the deadline anymore. Then, oh yeah. Uh, Those deadlines creep up, right? Like, like that. So we want to make sure they're like, yeah, I submit that report. And you're like, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're like, what was the due date? (laughs) 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 So 
we are definitely going to talk about that and you have a solution for us. So I'm super excited to get into it. But before we do that, I just want to give people your background here. So I've got your, your fancy bio and I'm going to go ahead and read it because I want people to kind of know behind the scenes. And then we're going to go into your story a little bit and then talk about grant research. All right. So ready to get started? Ready. Awesome. All right. So Miss Rachel Waterman is a thinker, published author, award-winning researcher, professional artist, and mother of two with over 25 years of community development and grant writing experience. Rachel is a grant professional certified, a certified fundraising executive, a grants professional association approved trainer, and CEO of Global Development Solutions, also known as GDS Grants. And we're going to be talking about that today. It is a grant consulting and research firm offering a gold standard level of service to organizations organizations both in the United States and abroad. You also hold a master's degree in community and economic development with a concentration in applied social research from Illinois State University. Um, your career has encompassed a broad spectrum of professional experiences, including three years in the Peace Corps, which is very cool, in the Dominican Republic, um, to your work as a nonprofit, all the way to your work as a nonprofit executive director, city master planner, consultant, coach, and my, my favorite part of this, uh, the mayor of the city of Lake Worth Beach, Florida. Woohoo! So also, um, you're, you know, now that learning has gone virtual, you have also formally launched your online professional development opportunities that are accessible to everyone, including internships for beginner grant writers, fellowships for college students registered and accredited universities, and mentorships for nonprofit profit professionals looking for support to reach their grant goals. And you're going to also talk about a little bit of a year of giving, right? Opportunity that oh, you yes. get involved with. All right. So that is Rachel. So awesome. I love your bio. It's so rich and descriptive and just so much experience that you can really lend our listeners and viewers can, out there. You can see the wrinkles around the eyes. Closely. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Zoom is beautiful, right? <laughs> No, and you're also in Brazil. I am in Brazil. I'm coming to you tonight from Brazil. And where in I, Brazil uh, are you coming from? I'm in the um, state capital of Florinopolis. It's the capital of the state of Santa Catarina. And it's the second most southern state of Brazil. We're one state away from the border with Uruguay. And the western part of the state bumps up to Argentina. So we're way down at the bottom of Brazil. Oh, wow. So, beautiful. It snows here up, up in the mountains and um, we have, it's summer right now, but we, we have a pretty good range of, of weather. It's not the Brazil most people think of. But, oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of diversity. So I love this. Very coming nice. like from place to place. So I'm calling from Guam. You're in Brazil. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to be like this little international experience <laughs> exchange that we're having. So grants, grants everywhere. Yes. <laughs> That's, and where did you serve um, in the Peace Corps? I or served Dominican in the Republic. Dominican Republic. Yeah, up on the border with Haiti. I actually did projects on both sides of the border. So I worked two days a week. I would uh, cross over the border and hang out in Haiti, do some projects there. And then the rest of the week, I, I lived and did most of my work in the Dominican Republic. That's but, so uh, cool. Wow. Yeah, it was a really amazing experience. Really amazing. I can't, I can't believe um, that it's been so long ago it still feels like so fresh so yeah it's a really great experience nice. I think everyone should go into the Peace Corps <laughs> that's a great experience 
right? Yeah. I, I've known a lot of people that have done it. Yeah. And because I, I lived abroad, but not in the Peace Corps. So yeah. So I was working or studying abroad and, um, but yeah, I met a lot of Peace Corps people and they absolutely loved it. Such a good experience. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I, I mean, any, I, I live abroad now too, but I just think any international experience is really great. It's a wonderful opportunity to see the world from a new perspective and see your own home from a new perspective. So I yeah, love it. Absolutely. And so, it's actually where I started to my grant writing career as well. Yes, that's as what I was just going to ask you. Where'd you get started? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. So well, yeah, so how did you get, yeah. So how did you get so started? I, I got started because I was actually assigned as an agricultural volunteer and I was sent way up into the mountains to work with a farmer's co-op. And um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't like dirt and I don't like to sweat and I don't like to like touch shovels or any of that. And so it was a huge joke that I had been selected as an agricultural volunteer. My dad used to tell people it's because we had a garden growing up because they couldn't figure out how else I managed to Anyway, so I was, I was signed to this um, farmer's co-op way up in the mountains and we were supposed to be doing like terracing and new types of crops and natural herbicides and all these things. And I was like, these farmers are not going to listen to me to do anything with their precious land. And I'm not telling them, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, this is their livelihood and I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So I'm not doing it. So I had to find like another way to be useful. And um, something, something that it just sort of came up was that um, I, I had the capacity to reach beyond the village and bring resources into the village, nice. you know, with my, my communication skills and connections and things like that. Most, most of the villagers didn't really read right. And so um, I started to write away for resources and I, you know, I, I was successful at it. So I think the first grant I ever got was, I think from, uh, was it World Vision? World Vision or um, it was, you know, uh, it was a nice big international agency. And, and it was great because Peace Corps really gave me the platform to reach out to some of those, um, those resources uh, mm -hmm. through their connections. And I was able to bring in some resources and I, I was able to get um, opportunities for our farmers to go out of the community. They took a trip across the country and did this seminar in this like um, Japanese ag agricultural tech, tech center. You know, they had, I, I, we went and um, uh, we brought the, their, their wives with us and they were all excited about the flushing toilets. They had never seen flushing toilets and stuff. So <laughs> it was just really, really exciting um, to be able to bring resources to people and bring people to to resources and information. And I found, I found a way that I could contribute in a way that, that was helping them with where they were and where they wanted to go rather than suggesting that we do something different. I and, love uh, that story. That was oh my God. Cool. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. A, sort of similar to mine. It was after um, the Asian tsunami and I was in Indonesia and it was the same thing. They wanted us to go in and say how to do this community thing. I said, they know how to do that. What do they need? Oh, they need money for different micro enterprises that they had built up. So, but they needed a liaison, right? So I just became the liaison. And that's what I considered myself instead of a grant writer was I'm a liaison, <laughs> like, you know? So I love that story. Yeah, because it is a lot of times it's, it's um, looking at, well, what does a community need and talking to the community. And I feel like a lot of times uh, nonprofits might not consider that. They just think this is a great idea and it might be, but 
is it really what's needed, right? So unless you talk to the community and find out, well, what's really needed, um, then you're really gonna get more eye-opening and have better success at getting grants because it makes more sense. Right. Yeah. And more longevity. I mean, most of the projects that I worked on in the Peace Corps in the 90s are still going strong. Oh, that's amazing. You know? And, and the, the community has adopted them and taken them over. They've had other volunteers work on the projects. And it's um, it, that to me is the most rewarding part of all is I know that they were that the work was meaningful because it's continued, you know. So Congratulations on that. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a legacy. And then like sure. most nonprofit professionals, pretty much every job I had after that, when they found out I knew how to write grants, they just made me do that too. Yeah. So I was like the program person who also helped with grants or I was, <laughs> or I was the, 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 the data person who also wrote the grants or I was the executive director who also wrote the grants. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of, um, it kind of followed me all through my life and um and then, uh, um, as you said, my master's degree is, was pretty heavy in research and social research. And mm -hmm. so like back at, you know, in the early 2000s, when all the funders decided they wanted measurable outcomes and it was the buzzword of the decade and all the nonprofits went, who you want, what, <laughs> <laughs> what are those? How do we measure? What else do you <laughs> You know, I was like, I could do that. <laughs> nice. I could measure anything. So, um, so I, I, I would often, I was still writing the grants, but I was really good at those sec that section about the measurable outcomes, you know, and all my grants were getting funded. I really think it was just, it was like that time and that wave and measurable outcomes became really important. And I, I had the ability to like, express that on paper like how are we gonna how are we gonna know if we're doing yeah, a good job that's you know? still super important and the people kind of what's the difference it between is, outputs and outcomes and i don't know yeah <laughs> and, and how do i measure kids are happier <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like well we can do that <laughs> you yeah, know, so. yeah there's definitely yeah. ways but your brain thinks in that way, which is really cool because that's what, like you said, that's like the trend of, of like the last decade and even this one and, you know, going into it is, it is, they want. It's getting even more. It's that trend has continued. I would say it started and it's never stopped. And, and the expectations every year get more and more strenuous for, for nonprofits, yeah. you know, the data expectations really. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just almost like, you know, people need to hire and a lot of times uh, grant yeah. writers because it's so specific now and it's very, um, you know, there's this, their own language, right, of writing grants and the technical aspect of it. So, and then and the executive director might, they not, they're not concentrating on that. They're concentrating on running the programs and, you know what I mean, like running the, the operations. So, um, yeah, definitely. This own so language. here's my perspective on that. I mean, I know this is a podcast about grant writing professionals and stuff. So you'd think like, that's why I'm going to say this, but it's not, this is a really an objective opinion. And that is, you know, we as a society and as a professional community, we pay for professionals for all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we pay for doctors, we pay for lawyers, we pay for professional um, advertisers and special accountants. And I'm, I, I don't understand why people um, aren't, um, or why there's hesitance to pay for a professional grant writer. Yeah. Like there, 
there really is a profession and there really is a difference between a professional ground. I, you know, I said to a client the other day, mm-hmm. I said to them, I said, listen, I'm a consultant. You pay me to, con- to, to provide you with my ad- professional advice. I'm not a temp employee. I'm not there to fill out the form. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, there's, it's like a, there's a really big difference. And I think that people who aren't aware of that, it's because they haven't worked with a professional grant writer because um, once, once you do, you really see that there's, you know, even a, a good grant writer is going to get you this many grants. Sure. They'll be really good, but a professional grant writer, there's always, there's always that little bit that, um, you know, that sets your application above mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's developed over a profession, you know, it's, yeah. there's a lot that goes into it, just like the guy who went to law school and the guy who went to accounting. And, yeah. and so, um, yeah, I mean, like it's worth their weight and goal. And, and where else are you going to get like a 400% ROI? <laughs> you know, right. it's, yeah. For what you pay a grant writer compared to what they can bring in is absolutely. And even I tell people this too. I say, oh man, ROI, you know, here's the question you're going to get a lot. Like what's, you know, what's the return on investment? Or hire you. And I'm like, it's not just financial. This is the part that kind of stumps me just because our profession is related to money. It's also, even if it doesn't get funded, I'm sorry, but I can get your time worth. Exactly. And you can grab that stuff. You can put it on your website, all the research that was done. It's a program that's been developed, the outline, it's a business plan. Like there's an executive director who can do their job now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. They didn't have to spend a hundred hours working on it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really huge. So thank you for saying that and just reminding our audience out there that yes, it is a profession. It is something that should be paid for. Um, you know, and it is, I mean, grant writers, professionals, they invest in grant courses. They, you know, invest in their own knowledge and keeping, you know, up with the trends they invest in a lot. So they are professionals and they should be paid as a professional. So yeah, absolutely love that. Our Sorry. office software bill alone is frightening. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it, <laughs> you know, just all adds up all the apps and all the, you know, the software and all the storage and, you know, all the different, you know, applications it takes to put together these beautiful materials and these, you know, good, good, well done research. And yeah, so there's a lot into it. Absolutely. So you started, so you started in the Peace Corps and then you started off and you started looking at how can I connect, you know, kind of money with mission and how can I do that and bring in resources. And then you worked in some nonprofits, you led a nonprofit. And then when did you decide really, okay, I'm going to open my own consulting practice? Uh, when I had to, <laughs> like most of us. Yeah. <laughs> so She's it was real right uh, now. <laughs> yeah. You know, 2008, um, there was financial crisis. I was CEO of a housing nonprofit. It was the height of the housing boom right before the bus. We couldn't, we couldn't buy land in, in Florida coastal mm-hmm. Florida. We could not buy land and develop houses and make them available to low income families anymore. We were just becoming priced out of the real estate market. Um, we had some other programs, but it was just becoming harder and harder to make ends meet. And that's actually, there's a, another story in there because they were like, Hey, you know, aren't you a grant writer? We brought you on to be a grant writer. And every grant I wrote for that organization, we got, but I was the CEO 
Um, and there was only so many grants I could write. I kept, you know, I was like, am I the grant writer? Am I the CEO? I'm, I'm dealing with workman's comp cases and, yeah. you know, insurance and board meetings and all that stuff. I'm like, if I just wrote grants, we'd have a lot more grants, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really important. Have a grant writer that's just a grant writer. But um, yeah. so anyway, um, our, the organization decided to close shop and I got laid off. Mm -hmm. as an executive director and I had a one-year-old at home and a 10-week-old at home oh wow it was rough and it was 2008 it was like four months before the crash um and of course uh and then like you know everything shut down you couldn't even like everything was on freezes I couldn't get a job as a substitute teacher I had you know lots of degrees and nowhere to hang them on the wall (laughs) so yeah. So I was like, okay, well I had these two babies in diapers anyway. Um, and I was like, well, what can I do to make money from home? And I had always done consulting work. Every job I ever had, I always moonlighted, you know, and every job I ever had when I left for the next one, they hired me to still do a project that I used to do there. Or will I, will you help with this one? Or, you know, so I was always consulting my whole life, even when I worked. And, um, and so it was sort of, uh, the, the recession was the push mm-hmm. that, um, I needed, but the, the work was always there. And I, I just, you know, picked myself up on my bootstraps, got on the phone, called everybody I'd ever done any sort of project for and said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And if you've got any work for me, send it my way. And, um, started there and have worked my way up. So, and that was, yeah, 2008, 2009. Wow. So been, yeah. And you know, like every year we're like, oh, it's so scary being your own, you know, your own company. And oh, if I don't get this line, I don't know, but I'm employee, blah, blah, and we have to blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, you know, you always, always feel so fragile. And then I'm like, well, it's been 13 years now, you know, like it can't be yeah, I get to just, I love your, I love your podcast. I, I wanted to say this actually earlier. I think what's really wonderful about your podcast is that there's so many messages about confidence in your Aww, podcast. Thank you. And like telling people, yeah, even if you're new at this, there is a path to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's that confidence is key. And, and I wish that I had had more of it. I mean, now I'm like, okay, I've lasted long, most restaurants, you know, like I I must be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm getting older. I don't have to make this last for that much longer anyway. (laughs) So so I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm getting a little more comfortable with the idea of this whole self-employment entrepreneurship thing. Um, but I wish I had that confidence earlier on. Um, you know, there were a lot of jobs that I took that uh, held me back because I was afraid and I took jobs that came to me that really weren't worthy of me. And then, you know, so it took me a few years to really get to the point where I was confident in firing clients, confident in selecting out clients, um, you know, confident in, uh, standing up for my business practices and things like that. And, um, and, uh, I like that point too, that you're saying it's like, it's not just beginners, it's seasoned even 
professionals and our, you know, us consulting that we own our own business, like even when you grow, there's another stage then to grow into. And it's it a whole new stage of fear everywhere you go. It's yeah. a new stage of fear. <laughs> oh no, I thought I could cover this. Now it's here, but it's because it's another thing. Yeah. So mindset. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Cause I, I do talk about mindset a lot and um, I, cause it's so important. It's like yeah. it held me back and I see it holds a lot, holds a lot of my students back or that was what they needed. They needed that that mindset shift, right? That confidence to take the leap, um, to take that transition, you know, that now they're feeling, okay, I can do this. And, and it is, it's, it's our, we hold our own selves back. You know what I mean? And a lot of times. So it's like, only, 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 yeah. Those things that don't, you know, they don't serve us and believe in Mm -hmm. ourselves. So even throughout the pandemic, I said, you know, I am so glad I have my own business because I can trust myself, right? But there's so many things going on in the world that I can't control, but at least I can control what I do here, right? So, um, but if I had to think of a boss, like they have to control what they can control and and if they're controlling my life, I'm putting my life in somebody else's hands. Like that's kind of scary. So it's almost like I wanted the other side. (laughs) I completely agree. And you know, when I got started, uh, you know, especially like my parents and, uh, you know, aunts and uncles and things. And, um, when I, when I first even took the job as CEO of the nonprofit, I left a very high position in the, in the government and they were like, Oh, you know, you know, safe job security, right. job security, you know, and don't do it don't do it. And, um, you know, um, I, I understand why, they, they said all those things to me. Um, and I know they were looking out for my good, but the reality is, is that a job is no more secure than self-employment. Um, we don't live in the, the era of gold watches anymore, you know, and Mm -hmm. just because you have a job and even if you have a contract, even that is, there's no guarantees. And so I rather have my future in my hands than in someone else's. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I I love that uh, other point too is, um, and that's why I say you guys listen to the podcast or, you know, go on to Rachel's uh, website, see what she has, join communities, LinkedIn groups that are with other grant professionals, because um, sometimes your family and your friends and ones that are closest to you, they're trying to protect you so much that they don't let you take those risks that can really improve yourself. And it's not because they don't love you. It's like they love you so much. They just, you know, they're trying to keep you so safe. So yeah, they're, they're scared. Yeah. So you want to be around other people who um, also are in that position, or maybe there are a couple steps ahead of you who can really say, you know, this is, this is the way to go. Here's some decisions I made that worked and these ones didn't work. So, you know what I mean? So they can kind of be those mentors. So, and I, I love that you have that mentorship um, kind of experience as well. So did you want to talk about your year of giving a little bit? Cause I think that would be a nice place to kind of put what we were talking about there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, we've been talking about 2020 quite a bit. So uh, that's kind of where the year of giving came from. Um, You know, uh, 2020 and all of its extraordinary circumstances. um, I was, you know, as a grant writer, I was watching not only my nonprofits struggle, Mm -hmm. but all of the clients that they serve. And, um, you know, we, we, as grant writers were not impacted, uh, you know, economically, personally, in fact, we had way more work to do last year because of things. Um, but I also, 
I also was very grateful of that. And I mean, you just heard my story. So um, it hasn't always been that way for me. You know, I have been, um, I have been under the undertow when economic cycles (laughs) pass by. And so I, I, I wanted to give back. Um, but I wasn't, I'm not cash rich. And I was like, well, how do I get back in a way that's really meaningful in this environment where, you know, nonprofits are really, really struggling, just really struggling. And I was like, well, you know, I write grants. So, (laughs) so I talked with my team and I said, how do you guys feel about us donating some of our time to nonprofits that are, you know, needing support? We really recognize like if you have uh, professional grant writers in your pocket, there's a lot of, there's access to resources that you're not going to get relying on people who are maybe in-house and overwhelmed and uh, stretched thin, right? right? Whereas our job, our job is 100% focusing on your grant bottom line. So mm-hmm. that's all we do. We don't get distracted with, you know, events or newsletters or, you know, board changes or anything like that. And we're able to really get things on. So I was like, well, you know, let's, let's give what we have to give. And so we designed um, a contest we call the year of giving. And every month we're selecting um, one nonprofit to receive um, up to $25,000 in grant writing services. That could be anything like funder research, uh, grant writing campaign, grant, um, I don't know, demographic analyses or narratives or critiques or whatever it is, whatever whatever that organization needs, um, we're, we're gonna do it. And so we're drawing a winner every month and we have a link on our website. You can go ahead and apply. Uh, we actually just pulled our second winner and we're gonna be posting it up um, up on LinkedIn. We announced them on LinkedIn. So, uh, but if you go to gdsgrants.com, right on the homepage, there's a link for you to apply and um, share it with other nonprofits too. So awesome. We'll also put a link in the show notes here. So yeah, that's so great um, that people can get into that. And I think that's so so awesome that your organization is doing that. So just to talk about your your uh, organization a little bit. Um, so Global Development Solutions. So what all do you guys do there? <laughs> so um, I would say that grant writing is our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we serve mostly municipalities and um, uh, health and human service agencies. Um, and we actually act like they're in-house grant writers. Um, we'll do everything grant writers normally do. We do all funder research. We, um, we created a grant seeking strategy for the year. And then basically we go at it and, um, and we make sure all the applications get in all the reports. We develop relationships with the funder for the clients. We pretty much soup to nuts. We get it done. We do any research that needs to be done to enhance the programs. I mean, enhance the the, um, the grant proposals. So that's really our bread and butter. And then um, we also do a lot of systems implementation and systems designs um, for clients. We do uh, program tracking, program outcomes. One of my favorite projects every year, we work with the Miami Book Fair, which is the largest literary festival in the country. And um, they have a one day event called Generation Genius Authors, where they bring in you know over 8,000 school children from all over Miami-Dade County, and they get to watch author presentations and then they usually go home with a book signed by the author and they brought me in many years ago to measure the impact of their event um, on literacy 
Like, does this event um, have any meaningful impact on youth's uh, desire to read? And mm -hmm. so uh, it was a really fun um, ex experiment and research to work out. It took us a few years to really get to where we wanted to go, but we, we were able to statistically show that 75% of kids, if you put the book in their hands, they'll read it when they did not read for pleasure before. So amazing. And yeah. it was, it was, it was a project that really grew out of originally, you know, we were going to do some grant writing and, and, you know, we brought it to the attention that we were really competing with literacy programs that were like all year long. And we really needed to show yeah. statistically that this event had impact, even though we were only seeing these kids for a few hours. And we found out all sorts of other really interesting things. Like we found out that um, like over half of the high school juniors and seniors that were coming to this event, it was their first experience on a college campus. Oh, wow. Okay. Juniors so maybe also improves college uh, applications. <laughs> right. I mean, how meaningful is that? I mean, this yeah. was, you know, so so there's all sorts of other things. So anyway, that's just one example. We do we do things like that for clients all the time. Like um, we help them determine the the impact of their programs. And 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 like I said, that's something a lot of nonprofits are like, how am I going to measure this? You know? <laughs> so that, that's what we do. And we also we all implement tracking systems for them in their offices so they can be collecting the data um, oh, nice. ongoing and being able to measure measure their outcomes not just the outcomes that their funders ask for but the outcomes they need to show program effectiveness and I think sometimes that's often lost a lot of nonprofits even if they're collecting any data they're just collecting data points that their funders ask them for not really collecting data that um, is able to communicate how meaningful their programs are Right, right. And they can do a lot with that. I mean, that way that can also have like morale for their staff and, you know, mm -hmm. like more programs have effectiveness and impact, right? Beyond just sending over numbers for grants, like these actually, you know, that's where the outcomes get so, so like, it's such a happy thing, right? Because you're showing increased yeah. uh, behavioral changes and, you know, those sort of things that really do have big impact. So, yeah. So speaking on Grant, I know you kind of touched on part of it was managing and you're really, you know, we can hear you're really into systems here, how your brain works and everything. And you do the grant writing, but you also have another tool, which I'm really excited about, which is grant management. You have, you actually created a we software did. for this. We so can did. you talk we about that? So, yeah. so, um, you know, we were talking earlier, the, the, the universal quandary of the of the freelance grant writer is how do I make more money without mm -hmm. m spending more time, you know, and how do I take on another contract? Where do I get that bandwidth from to do even more work? I mean, a lot of us don't sleep as it is, you know, right? So, so like, uh, and we got that way um, at our office, we were at that point where like, okay, you know, I mean, we were, we were paying our grocery bills, but we weren't getting rich you know, yeah. and we're working for modest nonprofits and we didn't really want to raise our rates, but we, you know, you know, we went to school, we got student loans to pay for, we got kids, yeah. like, you know, we're professionals and we want to earn, we want to earn more too. And so how do we, how do we navigate that without passing that cost on to our, to our clients? Mm -hmm. And how do we take on more work when we're already only sleeping three hours a day, like where does that happen? And mm -hmm. so um, in our office, we really needed to create some systems so that we could scale. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we created a whole grant um, readiness system that allows us to easily retrieve um, all of our clients' information to be able to, to prepare proposals. I We prepare proposals extremely quickly. I don't want to say out loud it is because then our clients are going to want to pay us less. So I don't want to say that. But in fact, I have this one client. I, she like has seen how good we are because now she'll like throw something. She'll like, this came in. She can't... She, She's, uh, she's not going to see this. She, t- she did this to me on Friday. She's like, she's like, here's a federal app. Oh, you can just do it in an hour. And I'm like, I'm not, I can't do a federal app in an hour. <laughs> Don't have a magic wand. <laughs> so now I have to actually tell her, look, even though I can do them quickly, it still takes time. I still have to, re- you know, I have to, because she's seen how quickly that we're actually really able to put really high quality proposals together. Um, and it's really all because we have a system. Right. Um, and the system that we created um, in-house, we actually got together with software developers and they based a commercially based software um, mm-hmm. application based on, um, on the work that we did with them to create, to create our in-house system. So our in-house system is slightly different, but, um, but the system is commercially available now and it's called GEMS, Grant Easy Management System. And um, I think the tagline is never miss a deadline again. So um, it's really great though. It, we operate our entire office through it. It manages all of our deadlines. Uh, We know who's responsible for what. Mm -hmm. Um, It manage, uh, it keeps track of all of our LOIs, our reports, um, um, projected deadline dates, our thank you letters. It has a way for us to upload everything for every grant, all in one place for every single grant. And the best part of it all is we can give access to the system to our clients so they don't call me nine times a day Uh going, what did we apply for for that again? Yeah. And yeah. what, how much was how much was that app for? And um, did, did we send a thank you note? And oh my God, when is that report due? And yeah. all that stuff. It's like, here's a link. It's all right there. They can look it up anytime they want. Um, we still have to train them a little bit to, you know, to use the system. They still like to pick up the phone and call, but you know, that's not, not, as, much. not <laughs> yeah. as much. And then they do, you can just look at it, you know, when everything is right. So you're like, yeah, I love that. That's an amazing, amazing system. And I just want to thank you too, because you're giving our listeners out there a bonus for that. So definitely jump over to um, our, our, uh, sorry, our show notes today. And we're going to give you guys a bonus to access that, to have a sneak peek behind the scenes of Jen. It's actually a free, a free, free subscription. Yeah, it's free. Months, right? mm-hmm. I think it's three months. It's something okay. special. Right. It's special, something whatever special. it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't ask the right people before I got online, but I'm sure it's very special. <laughs> you definitely have it in the show notes. It's very special, but you guys have an opportunity to check it out because I know a lot of you guys, you know, are you're asking me, how do I manage my clients? How do I manage this? Like, uh, you know, we talk about grant research sometimes when we talk about the different places to go. There's places like instrumental foundation directory online, etc. Um, but we, you know, you asked me also, how do I manage the grants and the clients that I get in? And how do I do all this? So this is a great, I love how sophisticated it is. And just that it can also give that access to your clients, because I kind of joke around saying, I need to add like another rate for like, yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> for that. Yes. 
I lost the grant application. Can you send me the file or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Well, so I, you know, you're funny, but like, we, we would be that way. Like we would like, okay, now we have to add a fee for this. We have to add a fee for that. And I was like, you know what? They don't, they don't want, they don't even want to pay the rates or they don't want to pay the fees, you know? And they don't even know the difference between a, a, a mediocre grant writer and a really good one. So they'll just move on to a mediocre one who doesn't charge them all that stuff, right? So like, that's not the solution. So we need to find a way in-house to solve yeah. our problems for ourselves and really solve the problem for the clients too. And the clients, they absolutely love it. Those system generates reports. So wow. any day of the week, I can generate a report of like, what applications are still pending, what's been awarded, what's been awarded for which kinds of projects. It's great for planning, because like when we're looking for the next year ahead, we can see well, how many grants did we get for which projects. And yeah. we can also see like how many grants are pending, like identified for which projects, because if we don't have anything identified in the pipeline, mm-hmm. six months after that, we're not gonna have any money. Right. right? But yeah. it's so hard to get such a bird's eye view of, of your, of, of really a multi-year grant strategy because we are working with Excel spreadsheets or because we are working with platforms that are really developed for something else. And then they added on this like module to help you manage your deadlines. And then you're still storing docs here and you've got a library here. Or you can't, you know, you know, you're still pulling things from a million different places. So in the grant world, it's all about, I, I believe it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. So the more proposals that you can get submitted, even if you never improve your quality, mm-hmm. if you submit more, you'll get more money back. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, for, and for my clients, you know, we, we look at them, we're like, how can we maximize your grant writing budget? Yeah. You know, whether you've got 40,000, 80,000 or 120,000 to dedicate to grant writing, we obviously want to look at how can we maximize that, you mm-hmm. know? So it's never going to be to write three proposals a year. Right. So, yeah. It's going to be to write as many as we can. <laughs> yep, do as many places. And so this software, I love it that you're talking about, like it's, you can, so can you also upload all of the documents in the software? Yes. That's so great. So it's kind of like your Dropbox with your Asana, with your Excel, all in one place. And like, and it's it's got calendar and it assigns to people. And anytime you assign something to someone else, it sends them an email. So they know it's, they're waiting for them. So like, for example, I was telling you, we, we have, we have a person who preps the app and then they give it to me to like do the writing. So when my prepper's done prepping it, they'll just tag it in the system. And I get an email notification telling me that it's, the app is ready for me to review and um, I go in, I do my part and then I tag it for who does the proofing, you know, boop, it's ready for you. So that's the way we work. We kind of work somewhat in an assembly line. Sometimes it goes back and forth a few times. Right. Um, But that's really the way we, the way we work. And, and I, I, I don't, I, I just don't know how anyone does um, grant writing by themselves anymore. I, cause I don't, and I just, it's such a lonely thing to write all. And, and that's why I get annoyed that there's not more respect for the grant writer. Like, do you know how many different hats I have to wear to write one application by myself? I have to be a fiscal analyst. I've got to be an accountant to do budgeting. I've got to be a program person. I've got to be a writer. I've, I've got to be a marketing person. Like, I got to do research, like, you know, you know how to, you have to know how to cite things or whatever. (laughs) How many, how many professions do you think I should have by myself? 
and still and only make twenty five thousand a year. Yeah, it's like a ghostwriter. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's interesting um, because a lot of things are people say, well, I don't know about this, Holly. Can I still write grants for that? I'm like, well, yeah, but you need to get experts then from their team to kind of like, you know, give you information about those certain, you know, sections that you won't, but you will know the technical aspect of how to lay it out. Right. So that's yeah. what's really important as well. And like so what, what you should say to a funder and what you shouldn't. You know, like we had, we had a client write in a report once, um, like it has like a data question and she wrote, cause we get their old stuff, right. When we take them on, we're like, okay, give me everything from last year and the year before. (laughs) So, but I didn't write this report this time. She, we're going to write a book. My partner and I, we said someday we're going to write a horror story book, a grant, write a horror story book. But like in this report, it actually (laughs) said, It said, to tell you the God's honest truth, getting data from these people is like pulling teeth. <laughs> so, you know, TMI, TMI. <laughs> like something like we have been challenged to, you know, <laughs> source the information at the level of detail we had originally hoped, you know. <laughs> there you go. That's you got to wordsmith that up a little bit, girl. <laughs> better way, people. Yeah. Oh, is a better way. But you can see yeah. where she's coming from. She's probably the executive director, not the grant yeah. writer. Like, you know, like frustrated. Is- you want more information? You're only giving me this much money. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you want me to do for ten thousand dollars? Right. <laughs> yeah. Just decide to give it or not already. Awesome. Right. <laughs> Yes. Right. I know. So this has been, yeah, wonderful. (laughs) I love too that you're also giving these amazing things. So definitely if you're interested, you guys, which I know y'all are, jump over and check out the year of the giving or year of giving. um, And you can see monthly the challenges going on there and the competition, the drawing uh, for that, as well as jump over and check out this gem system, which is the grant management, which you guys all have a special bonus. And thank you so much, Rachel, for giving that bonus to our listeners and our viewers. Um, oh, another- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. the next time you wake up in the middle of the night thinking you missed a deadline and then remembering you have a system, just, I'll thank be so happy for you. <laughs> yeah. So once again, uh, where can they find you? Oh, where can they find me? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn at LinkedIn Rachel Waterman, I guess. Yeah. Um, or gdsgrants.com. And um, there's like a contact me button and it comes straight to me. So Perfect. All right. So any last words before we sign off today for the listeners out there? Oh, thank you for making this painless for me. This is my first podcast. I really appreciate you making it so engaging. And um, and I really appreciate that you do this. I know that a large portion of the audience is, um, you know, people starting out in the career. And um, grant writing is one of those things. There's no, there's like not really degree programs, you know, in, in grant writing. And um, it's like a, it's like a course that you can maybe take somewhere here and there. And um, it's really hard to, it's hard to create um, a professional, like, um, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's hard when you're coming up and you're trying to really become a professional grant writer. It's hard to know where to turn. So I, I really appreciate what you, what you do here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yes, we love our community, our tribe out there. And, you know, thank you for contributing today. This is wonderful. Once again, Rachel Waterman, you guys, and definitely check out gdsgrants.com. Thanks again, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode with Rachel Waterman. Also, um, make sure if you want to grab the $100 coupon code off of the grant um, gems management software, do jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 165 for the coupon link. All right, once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 165 for that coupon link. Thank you, Rachel, for um, giving that out to all the listeners at Grant Writing and Funding. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.